as a celebrant standing there conducting the ceremony, you know, the couple are up front and we're saying all these beautiful, beautiful sentiments and everyone's getting a bit teary. And then there's just this thud. And what was a guest standing up at the back there just keeled over like a big old oak. And this guy was so embarrassed that he bounced up straight away and went, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. And people said, you know, maybe you should sit down. Maybe you should have some water. But he was so embarrassed that he goes, nope, that's fine. Carry on, everyone. And so you carry on because you can't force an adult to, you know, look after themselves. The weird thing about that one, though, it was about 28 degrees. Unbridly is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hey, and thanks so much for joining me. Just before I get stuck into these 16 ways to avoid the common pitfalls of planning a summer wedding, I just wanted to say a massive thank you. I am absolutely fucking stoked at the support I've received since this podcast kicked off just last month. I need to let you know that your DMs, ratings, reviews and recommendations to your friends and colleagues not only means the world, but it also spurs me on to create better episodes, answering even more difficult and in-depth wedding planning dilemmas for you. So let's just keep doing this. This is fun. If you've ever been invited to a summer party where the dress code is a little fancier than just a casual beach dress or shorts and a tee, and where there's not enough shade, water or communication about what's going on and when, you'll be able to understand some of the frustrations and potential downsides of a summer wedding. I say potential because in this episode, you're going to learn about all the summer wedding tricks that the professionals wish you knew about. Wedding vendors see very similar planning mistakes made weekend after weekend in summer. And luckily for you, they are going to share some of their best planning and prep hacks with you right now. These wedding pros are members of the Unbridly Supplies Pro Group here in South Australia, and so I can personally vouch for them as legends. Not just crazy talented, but 100% top humans too. You can check them out at unbridlysuppliers.com.au. I'll pop the links in the show notes as well. We'll be covering tips from everything from your timeline to your makeup, your ceremony content to what you'll be wearing. Tips three and four are pro makeup artist gold and stay listening for tip number 15 that I think not a lot of couples would realize could affect the decisions about your wedding cake too. Let's get into it. Summer, summer. Here in the Southern Hemisphere, we are heading on in to summer weddings and we've had a little taste here in South Australia, but we haven't really started to get those warm, warm nights yet, but we know it's coming. There are so many amazing advantages to choosing a wedding date in summer 
including but not limited to. And this is depending on your location, of course, but generally there are more hours of daylight at the end of the day. And this helps to keep your timeline a little more flexible, especially in regards to things like capturing portrait photos. You know, there's not as much of a rush to beat the clock and get the sunset photos. You've got that little bit more time. You've also got a great variety of seasonal produce for food, including, you know, your fresh ripe fruits and vegetables and cheeses. It's seasonal and it's ready to go. And that also applies, of course, to an increased availability of many, many different flower varieties and colours. So everything's tasting great, looking great. And then you feel awesome because you have these balmy nights and it makes beautifully lit outdoor wedding receptions super enticing. I don't know about you, but warmer weather for me, you know, it means you don't have to wear as much, right? You're not layering up. So your color palettes are more wide and varied. The fabrics you're using are lighter. We see more prints being used and just generally the colors of summer weddings, they get more luscious and tropical, then some of you guess they might have already taken time off because, you know, summer, you want to have a little bit of time to yourself. You don't want to be working every single night in summer. Your guess might have taken some time off to coincide with school holidays because, of course, all the kiddies are off. And on top of all of this, a honeymoon in summer, it opens up lots of options for you. So it's a no-brainer. Summer weddings are incredible, but there are some unexpected and often forgotten aspects of planning a wedding in summer that when you address them early in your planning process, you can sometimes eliminate the problem altogether or you can mitigate the problem so it's not as bad or it doesn't completely bring your wedding to a screeching halt. Some of the cons of having your wedding in summer That harsh summer sun can mean unflattering photos. It can mean fainting guests. And yes, I've seen it. As a celebrant standing there conducting the ceremony, you know, the couple are up front and we're saying all these beautiful, beautiful sentiments and everyone's getting a bit teary. And then there's just this thud. And what was a guest standing up at the back there just keeled over like a big old oak. And This guy was so embarrassed that he bounced up straight away and went, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. And people said, you know, maybe you should sit down. Maybe you should have some water. But he was so embarrassed that he goes, no, that's fine. Carry on, everyone. And so you carry on because you can't force an adult to, you know, look after themselves. The weird thing about that one, though, it was about 28 degrees. And so sometimes you just can't pick it. Some of the other problems with excessive temperatures in summer are heat stroke. I've seen guests not fainting, but be so heat affected that they can't see straight. Dehydration, sweaty pit stains on suits, especially in summer. A lot of the times, some of the guys, they'll wear the lighter suits, you know, maybe some nice linen suits and things like that with just massive pit stains. And generally, just feeling uncomfortable, it's really hard to concentrate when you feel like your ass is on fire. This weather can also mean more bugs than usual. You also want to think about food, spoiled food, 
bit of a wedding nightmare, don't want all the guests vomiting by the end of the night. And also in Australia in particular, but in a lot of other countries too in summer, bushfires. you got to know what to do if you're in a bushfire-prone zone. So let's get stuck into it. The first way that you can avoid one of the common pitfalls of planning your wedding in summer comes from Tim from Tim Day Photography. Hey, mate. He shared with me, and it's super, super important, and that's one of the reasons why it's number one, and that is to seek a shady area that you can fit everyone in. Guests, wedding party, everyone. Everyone will thank you. Everyone will be much more comfortable and your photographer and or videographer will be so much more happy. So Tim told me how he has shot a number of weddings where half of the wedding party was in shade and the other half was in full sun and how that's an absolute nightmare to edit, let alone, you know, the discomfort of sweating your ass off in 40 degree full sun. If you're outdoors, having a look at where you're setting up your ceremony and just making the most of whatever natural shade you've got. Jessica Maida, celebrant, she absolutely agrees. And she said, as much as you may have a vision of your dream wedding outdoors, so in a garden, a farm, paddock, the beach, please organize shade for your guests. No one will feel comfortable, enjoy themselves, or be able to concentrate on your beautiful ceremony while they're in full sun for any length of time. That's number one. Number two, have your ceremony later in the day when the sun is a little bit lower in the sky. It's going to mean that you don't have as many unflattering <laughs> photos and that's, that's seriously a thing. And also the temperature will hopefully dip a little bit and you'll have some longer shadows to play with. So if you're surrounded by trees, when it's midday-ish, one o'clock, sun's completely above you, your shadow, of course, and shadows of the trees around you, your surroundings, are small. The further the sun is travelling, the longer in the day it is, the longer your shadows are, you will have more shade. So that is tip number two. Tip number three comes from Natasha Keneally Bridal. So she's a professional makeup artist and a wedding specialist, and she encourages everyone in the wedding party to use face antiperspirant. Yep, you heard me right. Heat, of course, causes our face and everywhere else to sweat. So that's bad enough. But the problem is your face sweat means that your makeup starts running and sometimes slipping down your face. Natasha recommends the brand No More Sweat Face Clinical Antiperspirant. So there's No More Sweat Face and there's No More Sweat, you know, for all different areas of the body. She goes for No More Sweat Face Clinical Antiperspirant. It's designed for light to moderate facial sweating, and she recommends testing it on just a little patch, maybe behind your ear a few days prior to your wedding. We want to make sure that there's no reactions there. And then using no more sweat on your face, of course, and even on your scalp and neckline too before the big day. Tip number four is also from Natasha, and it's about sun protection and staying power. Natasha's personal fave and go-to under makeup is Mecca Cosmetica to Save Face SPF 50 Plus Super Screen. I'm going to say it again. Mecca Cosmetica to Save Face 
SPF 50 plus super screen. So what she loves, and she puts it under, you know, all of her wedding parties makeup that she does, is that it's non-oily and it acts like a primer. So it's going to protect your face from sunburn, but it's also going to be a great base before you put on the foundation, if you're putting it on or if you're having a professional makeup artist put it on. So the order of application would go, number one, you'd have your face antiperspirant. Number two, you would have on your sunscreen. Number three, your actual makeup. And then number four, a setting spray. Natasha's recommended finishing or setting spray is Charlotte Tilbury or Urban Decay All Nighter. Then we're actually going to be able to keep your makeup where she put it in the first place and you're not going to get burned. All the details and links for those products are in the show notes. Tip number five is from Amy Harrison Celebrant and she stresses that it is not fashionable for either party of the wedding to be late. Keeping others in the sun, waiting for up to an hour or even more, I've seen it for even longer. Be on time, you bastard. Simple as that. Tip number six also comes from Amy and she says that couples have to provide lots of water especially at the ceremony, which is often held at a different venue to the reception. I see most guests about 10 to 15 minutes before the ceremony, but some who are coming from long distances or who are, I don't want to be mean, but quite often it's uh, more mature family members who love to get everywhere early and they're rocking up half an hour before the stated ceremony start time. Now, if it's 27, 28 degrees up, they're not going to be able to sit in their formal gear or stand in their formal gear and not have something to drink. So please have water available at your ceremony and have lots of it. Tip number seven is to also have adequate seating for your vulnerable guests. So we're thinking older, more mature, perhaps health affected or has just gotten out of hospital after a procedure or you know is advanced in pregnancy There's so many different reasons why a guest would, you know, just love you forever if you could supply them with a seat. Have a think about who those people are, supply enough seats for them, and those seats are in the shade, remember? Okay. Tip number eight is for handheld fans. You know, it's kind of old school, but when you really, you know, when it's 43 degrees and there is not a whisper of wind, one of those handheld fans can keep you alive for much longer or a little personal spritzer fan or, you know, if you're talking a bigger space, those uh, pedestal misting fans can be absolutely brilliant to relieve guests. Summer weddings, you know, you can have formal summer weddings, of course, but generally as people need to cool off, they do tend to take off their jackets. They don't mind a little bit of mist in their face. They just want to get cool. Help them. Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organiser and your fiancé's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day. But you really need someone to share this all with, to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, 
your in-laws or your first dance song. Unbridly Couples is your safe space. Unbridly hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat and solve problems and generally just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips, insight into how to get the most out of your big day. But with no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics, it's just not what Unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples Group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there. Tip number nine is Aerogard. Now, I haven't looked it up, so please <laughs> let me know. Aerogard, I'm thinking, is Australian and exclusively Australian, but could be international for all I know. So it is a mosquito fly repellent that's a spray-on, or I think there are some uh, cream Aerogards and you know all sorts of different varieties. But you're trying to stop the flies, the mozzies, the little ticks in the grass, the sand flies, all those guys from hassling your guests and biting them mercilessly. Supply some air guard for your guests. Again, they're going to love you forever. Tip number 10 is to have an air-conditioned indoor backup for your outdoor wedding ceremony. So depending on where you are in the world and the level of humidity you experience in summer, you may need to call the backup plan and what, what I mean by call, you know, th- there comes a point on a wedding day when the weather is not ideal and it can be an absolute blizzard, it can be a deluge of unseasonable rain, or it can be just really fucking hot. What I mean is you will need to make a decision on your wedding day as to whether or not you implement your backup. And that decision and the stress that comes from that is directly impacted by how close you call it to, for example, your ceremony start time. So if you're meant to be starting at 4.30 and it's 44 degrees and you've got no shade and you know grandma is not feeling great, don't leave it till four o'clock to call it, to implement your backup plan. You might need to call it earlier than that. And it depends, as I said, level of humidity, all the different things that are going on. But make a decision early in your planning process and go, okay, we are going to call it the morning of or the day before. Don't leave it a mere few minutes. A couple of hours will completely change how your wedding feels for yourself and how your guests will enjoy it. Vicki Flanagan, marriage celebrant, also points out, and this is a specific tip regarding heat exhaustion and your guests. So if you happen to score the odd unseasonably warm spring day, then please consider putting your hot weather backup plan in place or calling it at a few degrees lower. So in Vicky's experience, and certainly in my experience, spring is the time of year when we get the most amount of guests fainting because no one, especially the older members of your guest list, have had a chance to acclimatise to the increasing heat as we move from winter to spring to summer. They haven't been out in the hot weather yet. And so you get that first burst of spring, slightly warm day, could only be 27, 28 degrees, and you might need to call it. So have a think about that. 
tip number 11 from Luke John Photography. He suggests to ask your celebrant or officiant to abbreviate your ceremony and maybe take any lengthy readings or rituals and add it to the speeches later in the reception. Everyone's indoors or maybe outdoors later and it's cooler. Do it then. You don't have to miss out on it. Do it later with the speeches. Reduce the waffle in your ceremony on a hot day. Tip number 12 comes from Valentina from Valentina Perez Imaging. And she encourages her couples and wedding parties to dress appropriately for summer. So we know, well, we've got a pretty good idea. It's going to be hot as hell. So don't wear massive, massive layers of a wedding gown, for example. And for those who are wearing jackets and you're hell-bent on wearing a jacket in summer, please only put it on when you absolutely have to for photos, portraits or in the ceremony and not a second before. And then once you're done with whatever that is, a photo, you know, finish the ceremony, whatever, take it off as soon as you can. No one will think less of you for it, I promise. Tip number 13 is also from Valentina and she mentioned, and this is absolutely spot on, and if you think about it, you know, on a hot day, this is what you're doing, but people tend to forget at weddings. So providing icy drinks, you know, slushies, margarita with shaved ice, you know, less alcohol though early in the day, to be honest, stick to these Soft drinks, icy drinks, ice creams, gelato, ice blocks, they are always a big winner and will help keep your guests on an even keel. Tip number 14 comes from Cherie from TP Lane, and she admits it may be a little bit biased, but her top tip for summer weddings is don't get a plastic marquee because in summer, they're like ovens. Or specifically, they're like greenhouses. So Cherie suggests, and you know, she's got a few if you want to contact her, get a beautiful giant teepee or three because they are engineered to keep you cool on hot days. They've got beautiful thick natural canvas to repel the sunlight and with the smoke cap open at the top, it's actually engineered to draw the heat out of the top of the teepee to keep your guests cooler inside. And in her experience, it is so much cooler in a teepee than in a marquee on a hot day. Tip number 15 comes from Teresa from award-winning Lion's Den Cakes. And she encourages her couples to consider how long they want their wedding cake to be on display in summer. Buttercream-covered wedding cakes are not as resilient as fondant-covered cakes in the heat. And you'll need to be cutting them and getting them back in the kitchen as soon as possible. A slab cake in the kitchen can also help in this instance, and you'll learn more about that wedding cake hack from Teresa in the upcoming episode 11. And finally, tip 16 for ways to avoid the common pitfalls of planning a summer wedding is to have a plan B in case of bushfire. So this is a real thing especially in regions that are prone to bushfire alerts. So here in Adelaide, South Australia, we've got the beautiful Adelaide Hills and we've also got regions in McLaren Vale and up in the Barossa. And the last few summers, we have had bushfires that have affected venues, wedding venues all around us. It's something that couples, I understand, 
I absolutely get that couples don't want to think about that. It's worst case scenario, yes. But you need to have something in the back of your mind going, if we can't get to the wedding venue, what next? Do we call it, everyone stays at home, we don't try to get married that day, we'll do it again another day? Or is there a plan B? Is there somewhere else that you could go in a pinch to get you married on that day, in particular if that day is of specific importance to you, like the date itself, with a decent plan ahead of time? These are problems that you can mitigate and still end up with the most amazing summer wedding. So to recap, our 16 ways to avoid the common pitfalls of planning a summer wedding are number one, shade, lots of it for everyone. Number two, set a ceremony start time later in the day. Number three, use a face antiperspirant. Number four, wear sunscreen and or a hat. And, you know, that sunscreen, we we want it on the face, on the shoulders, like all places. (laughs) The number of burns I've seen in very strange places, especially with um, young girls with like cut out dresses. Yeah, sunscreen everywhere. Number five, be on time. Number six, lots of water. Provide it for all guests, wedding party, everyone and especially at the ceremony. Number seven, provide adequate seating. Number eight, uh, things like fans, handheld fans, personal fans, or misting fans, they're all brilliant. Number nine, Aerogard, and have a good weekend. Number 10, your plan B indoors and air-conditioned. Have one, have one. Number 11, abbreviate your ceremony. Don't be afraid to move some of the different parts that aren't essential to later on. Number 12, dress appropriately. And if you're not dressing appropriately, then take off the layers as soon as you can. Number 13, icy drinks, ice cream, gelato, ice blocks. Bloody brilliant. Number 14, to consider teepees, perhaps instead of marquees. Number 15, to think about maybe having a fondant wedding cake over buttercream, or at the very least, to keep the buttercream cake on display for as short a time as possible. And number 16, it might not apply to you, but it may, bushfire plan B. If you're in a bushfire prone region, have a think about it. Would you just move it to another day? Or is there somewhere else where you could go, where you would be happy to get married right then and there? And I think we just about covered it but I bet I've missed something. (laughs) So please let me know. DM me on Instagram or send me an email. The links are in the show notes and I'll catch you soon. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.